Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag Utah Jazz. Anderson to Morant on an alley-oop. He flushes it home with a reverse jam. Morant with a 40-piece. Conley off a Gobert pick, working in the pocket, finds Rudy, and another slam dunk for Rudy Gobert. Conley driving to the rack, hooks to the corner to Niang. Right side three is offline. Loose ball rebound off Gobert, picked up by Clarkson, lays it up and in. Jazz by 17. Donovan's got the basketball. He crosses over Brooks. He drives the lane. He goes to the window. He lays it up. It twirls around and around and around, and it finally goes in. And Utah's going to even the series in a game apiece. The Utah Jazz survive a 47-point performance from John Morant. They beat the Grizzlies 141-129. Donovan Mitchell's back with 25 points, PK. It was a 20-point lead at halftime, and then the third quarter happened, and Jazz fans got scared. That was something from the Grizzlies. 29 points in six minutes. They just blew right back into the game, scoring on every possession for eight minutes. Oh, man. Well, hello, Donnie. Well, hello, Donnie. It's so nice to have you back playing again. Carol. You're looking swell, Donnie. Carol Channing, a.k.a. Carol Kinahan, everybody. I can tell Donnie. <laughs> nice. <laughs> You're from Jersey. You should be able to do Broadway show tunes, and boom, you deliver. Well, yeah, I mean, you're cool if you call him Don. See, I Absolutely. I don't like to be in the crowd. I like to be out, I'm with you on, on that. My crowd. skin crawls. Kill Don. Spider. So, I'm, no, I'm, I'm going Donnie. If you're not going to pool parties with him in the summer, you can't call him Don. How about that? That's the rule. Well, yeah, it's my rule, and no one else follows it, but that's the rule. I'm a male, so there's no way I'm going. Didn't take him long to get into this game, did it? I knew he's a gamer. I, I, I'm standing by this statement. I'm calling it way early. When it's said and done, he's going to go you down. You mean at the end of the day? No. no. Well, the end of the final day. Yes. The end of the day could be tonight. The end of the final day, and he loves to say the end of the day. And I think he played basketball in New York, too, growing up. Uh, at the end of the final day, he's going to go down as certainly one of, if not the most clutchy jazz player in the time that I've been here. I really believe that. I think the kid is a gamer and he's got what it takes. I'm not saying that to be popular. My popularity is something that doesn't matter anymore. Don't worry. Everything you say here will be attributed to me anyway. So I don't have to find my way. I've already made my way. Now i got to just keep my way. (laughs) That's my goal is to keep my way. So I'm not saying it to, to suck up to you people out there listening this morning, although thank you very much for supporting me all these years. I, this is something that I really believe in, and I think he is a gamer, and he has got what it takes. 25 points in 26 minutes. That's just, just, just incredible, and his, 
his energy that he brought and he's cussing in the beginning. I don't know. We're going to stop. The Jazz are going to force people not to post videos now. Yes. <laughs> you can't look at Donovan after he scores or when he goes in the hole. Mitchell, Mitchell swears. Okay. We're all over it. <laughs> I'm on his ass. Spin around. Different camera. I'm on his ass. And then the big one. Get him the bleep out of here. Especially in the moment. Oh. Swear all you want. In the moment. It's not like he's walking down the street talking to old ladies. And if there <laughs> wasn't a pandemic, there would have been 18306, like some kind of chorus and some kind of... But 13 yeah. and change. Instead. Okay, 13 and change, because I don't know the number now. We're right there like, yes, you're the guy we want yelling and cussing, yeah. and that's the guy we want you yelling and cussing at. I loved it. Nothing against Anderson and Jackson and Valenzuelas and Morant's really too good and not, although he's pretty demonstrative, not demonstrative enough. Brooks is the villain. Everybody else, get out of the way. Brooks is the guy. You fans in the crowd started hating him when he was at Oregon, so it's a natural transition. And have Donovan Mitchell hollering at him early in the first quarter was everything people paid to see. Because it is about the winning, but it's also about the drama in the theater. And Donovan gave him both. And he's got that ability to sense the moment, to oh, know yeah. what is acceptable and what isn't and all that stuff. Everyone loves his game. I really believe the best way I could describe him is he is a big-time gamer. Jazz got some big-time games out of other people who maybe don't have Donovan's flair and his passion, but nonetheless played a pretty high level of basketball. How about Rudy Gobert? Oh, that was pretty good flair on the block at the rim. That was, come on, Ja, bring it. I think that uh, we had Mike Smith, who's doing jazz work now. Uh, we had him on, what, uh, Wednesday, I think, whenever mm-hmm. it was. And he was talking about how, you know, Rudy, Rudy brings it on the defensive end, but he's got to see him bring it on the offensive end. And I thought we saw that the aggressiveness in which he was flying with the dunks. You know, he can dunk it because he's so tall, but do it authoritatively. Like, there's no way that you're going to knock me off my course. And yeah. even if I get fouled, it's going to be a three-point opportunity, not just a two. I thought that was really something that was visually apparent, the way he would go to dunk. Like, you, you're you going to need ten guys to, to bounce me off of where I'm going. He had a couple lanes early in the game, but early in the fourth quarter when the 20-point halftime lead had gotten down to two, he had a couple of dunks early in that fourth quarter that seemed to energize the team, the crowd, get everybody back on track. Leadership with dunks, maybe yeah. it's a little overstated, but it's not a lot of it. You know, he's not the best free throw shooter, obviously. He needs to be better, and he was under 500 or 50% last night, 3 of 8. So those two points become critical because we don't know if we're going to get two points out of him when he goes to the line. So if he's already got the two and he's going for the third, it feels a little more like gravy. Uh, to an extent, yes, yeah, it hits your point. It does, but you still, in a tight game, you still need the third right, one. So right. that's why but it's only an extent. At least you got the two in, the, in, yeah. in your back pocket. And when you're playing at home, you're not only energizing your team, you're energizing the 13,000-plus and everybody else in the building. And I think that matters. It just adds energy. And then you run down on defense and you're all fired up. Seven guys in double figures. On a night when they had to outscore the Grizzlies, they had a lot of guys hitting. And Mike Conley orchestrating things, 20 points, 15 assists kind of jumps out at you in the box score. That's an awesome Yeah, guys got to make shots. And And guys do have to make shots, and I just wonder, I wasn't counting pick and rolls all night, but we got David Locke on tomorrow for that. I'm just wondering how much more of the ball handling he took. Mitchell didn't have an assist. 
How much of that is it's you know, killing them on the way those guys played? Said, said it was killing. Them. We just played it. And yeah. how much of that was uh, that that uh, Conley ran more pick and rolls? I don't care. He's the yeah. first Jazz player since Stockton to do a twenty and fifteen game. Way to go, Mikey! And you know, for those of you uh, who might criticize the threes, that was the difference because they each shot fifty four percent. But the Jazz made 19 of them, and uh, Memphis only made eight, eight of them. So that's 11. If those yeah. shots have been twos instead of th- or twos instead of threes, the Jazz pick up 11 points by making them threes, and they win by 12. That's a big difference. Yeah, there obviously. it is. For all the foul trouble the Grizzlies were in, they ended up shooting more free throws. But that goes back to it's not just free throws, it's the timing and the sequencing of the fouls. And Memphis, man, they got a lot of fouls pretty quick. So we've seen two games now dramatically impacted by foul trouble, and the team in foul trouble has lost both times. All right, more on the Jazz game coming up. Your reaction to, I think, what we can refer to as an old-school barn burner. 141-129. We'll get to that next. Bowler will be here at 8.30. Joe Ingles at 9 o'clock. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Burks the lob. Top and running the floor. Slams it down as they erupt at the garden. And the Knicks lead at 81-75. Obi Toppin end to end. Simmons coming right down the court and dunks it on Westbrook and Beal. Ben Simmons with 16 first half points. Russell Westbrook left the building and it looks like he may have had an issue with the fan. Not exactly sure, but he was had to be restrained. I was leaving out and then I just seen so popcorn on top of my head, you know. And to be blatantly honest, man, just getting out of hand, uh, especially for me. Just the amount of disrespect, the amount of just fans is doing whatever the f- they want to do. It's just out of pocket, Westbrook continued. There's certain things that cross the line. Any other setting, a guy would come up on the street and pour popcorn on my head, you know what happens. Well, then we must label entire all of eastern Pennsylvania into the South Jersey. You're all racist. Because, my gosh, that's what would happen if it was done here. Yep. <laughs> And I am not endorsing throwing anything at any player at any time. I don't understand it for the life of me. What in the world would motivate you to do that? You not it's, only must be ejected for the playoffs, you they, must be ejected for every game next season and maybe for life. They did eject him pretty quickly. Yeah, that's Whether ridiculous. they'll suspend tickets the way the Jazz did with the fan here uh, remains to be seen, but they did eject him right away. The president of the Wells Fargo Center released a statement that said this was classless unacceptable behavior and we're not going to tolerate it at Wells Fargo Center. So there may be there may be more coming. Well, yeah, that is in the heat of the moment. It's ridiculous to think that this is something that I'm going to view as acceptable. That's just out of control. But, you know, I I do get a little tired when it happens here. We've got one or two fans. Yeah, Yeah. the entire state. We're a bunch of racists. You don't get that anyplace else, but uh, I guess we're much is given, much is respect- expected type of thing. But um, Westbrook, yeah, I mean, obviously. People actually do crack on Philly quite a bit. <laughs> There's a, not to this level. No, not to that level, but more than other places. I mean, Philly fans are known. The Eagles yeah, fans are known we, for having a courtroom in the sure, stadium. Sure, we laugh at it. Oh, some of that, you're right. Yeah. Look at them. They boo Santa Claus. Ha, ha, yeah. ha, ha. There was a very popular sportscaster in San Diego when I was growing up who actually just retired from calling Padre games this year, but he'd been in Philly and just always Dick ripped Enberg? how fans were there. No, Dick Enberg passed away. It was Ted Leitner. He retired? Why didn't you go for the gig? <laughs> 
I'm on a different track, PK. No, where you can change it in a heartbeat. You can change Come on, man. He doesn't, he doesn't do the TV. He, he used to do TV and sports talk radio. He's dropped that along the way. What he retired from, the last gig he had out of the five he had, was uh, Padre Baseball. And you could do Padre Baseball? He had done San Diego State at a time. He San Diego done, State at a time. He'd done the Chargers for a while. You could do the Chargers yeah. for a while? He may still do the Aztecs. I'm not sure what's going on with that. It, well, we'll then see. let's get him out and get you in. Uh, by the way, that game was uh, Wizards uh, getting drilled by the Sixers, one twenty to ninety five. So, well, I mean that day. Look at that great run they had for the play in. That was so exciting. It really was. <laughs> now, but now the work. dream is over because the top three in the East are better than everybody else, and they're showing that in the playoffs. Four five series, Knicks down at halftime, rally and beat the Atlanta Hawks 101-92. So that series is 1-1. Knicks win a playoff game for the first time in eight years. Well, all I cared is that thing didn't go OT. <laughs> Let's get it over and get on to the Jazz game already. Because yes, it pushed the Jazz game late by about, I don't know, what is it, at least 20 minutes. It well, like. I was nervous because it was close there. Knicks pulled away a little bit at the end, and I couldn't care less who wins. I just didn't want it to go OT. Let's go, let's go, let's go. So that one is uh, 1-1. Tonight's schedule, Milwaukee trying to go up 3-0 on Miami. That game is at 5-30 on TNT. And then it's the Suns and Lakers. They're in L.A. 8 o'clock tonight, series tied 1-1. That's the TNT doubleheader. Denver and Portland at 8.30 on NBA TV. That series is 1-1. Go whomever. Don't care. (laughs) I'll watch it, but I don't, I don't care who wins. Both those games are the side of the bracket. The teams that win those series play each other. Uh, either way, if it was on Jazz's side of the bracket, I don't know that one has an advantage over the other. And a New Jersey real estate mogul, Meyer Orbach, the second largest shareholder in the Minnesota Timberwolves, filed a complaint alleging that the sale is in violation of the franchise's partnership agreement. The complaint includes a significant revelation. Despite Taylor's public statements to the contrary, he has included no provision in the $1.5 billion sales agreement with Lauren Rodriguez that requires the new ownership group to keep the franchise in Minnesota upon taking control of the team, according to an exhibit in the complaint. So do you think they keep the Timberwolves' names or they go back to the Sonics? <laughs> Sonics. Okay. If you go to Seattle, it's you got to wear the green, space. you got to wear the gold, you got to call them the Sonics. They kept the name. Better see that Space Needle logo. Because that's where we're going with this. That does seem like where we're going with this. And I couldn't be more excited. Way to go. That's great. You obviously, you don't know Bob Dylan like I do. The folks of Hibbing are going to be pretty upset when they lose their wolves. And I know three people from Hibbing, Minnesota. I would would rather they just expand and put a new team in there. Robert Dylan. playing this shell game and moving teams Kevin McHale. And Brian Falk. But it's a lucrative shell game, so I won't be surprised if they keep playing it. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Should we just make it real? Should we just say, hey, we're done? We're riding off into the sunset? I mean, is that, is, do you want it to be live on your show that Vinny's officially done? Is that what you want? I don't want that, but if it's going to happen, happy it's happening. <laughs> yeah. I would like that to be known. So I don't feel obligated. Don't feel, feel forced. Put it this way. Hey, let me see. Today is what? Wednesday. By Friday, if paperwork goes in, you hear it, you heard it here first. Kicker Adam Vinatieri, the NFL's all-time scoring leader, announced Wednesday on the Pat McAfee Show he's retiring after 24 seasons. 
scored more than 2,600 points, kicking first for the Patriots, then for the Colts. Bill Belichick calls him the greatest kicker, the greatest kicker who made the greatest kick. What's the greatest kick? Well, that's the funny thing is he made a bunch of big kicks, and I don't know the Bill elaborated. He uh, won a couple Super Bowls with last-second field goals, and he kicked that in the snow game, the tuck rule game in the snow with the Raiders. Uh, to get him to a Super Bowl, that was a tremendously clutch kick in the snow and the cold and the wind. So, Yeah, 48 years old. He kicked at SDSU. That's very impressive for which, those of you. Which SDSU? Well, the only one that matters. And that would be? South Dakota State. Jackrabbits, South that, Dakota State. That hurt, man. Well, you didn't go there. Why did sure that hurt me? Because I liked him, and you know that. Like whoever you did like. it on purpose. Well, he went to SDSU. He also the went only to the, uh, one that matters. That was the part. He went to West Point, but uh, I think he only lasted a few weeks before he. Left. I'm out. I'm going to the NFL. I don't need to be on active duty. I'm going to make money. Well, you didn't know that at the time. I don't think you think as a freshman. Don't know what he knew. <laughs> Started in the the World League of American Football. 48 years old. That's very impressive. NFL and Players Association agreed to a salary cap ceiling of $208.2 million. It could still come in lower, but that's the highest it's going to be, $208 million. So. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Ward high fly ball. Deep left field. Tanner did it. As a party at the Big A, why aren't you here? 3-2 pitch. There's a shot deep to right field. Way back there. Goodbye! It's caught in the bullpen by Jake McGee. And the Giants are ahead 5-4. to four. Swing and a ground ball. Base hit right field. Rays win. Rays win on a base hit to right by Manuel Margot. It took 10 innings, but the Rays have beaten the Royals 2-1. Highlights from Major League Baseball. The Rays win again. The Padres, the Giants, the Dodgers. Two out of three win. Padres 2-1. You heard the Giants with the eighth inning winner there as they beat the Diamondbacks 5-4. Padres 2-1 in 10. And the Astros hit three homers and beat the Dodgers 5-2. So the Dodgers dropping a game to the other two in the hyper-competitive National League West. Think all three of those teams are getting in? Anybody going to fade? I mean, they're all playing over 600 ball, which sets you up for a wild card, but we're coming up on the 50-game mark, so that leaves more than, what, 110 to go? 113 to go? I think Padres have played 50, and the other guys are on 49 games. Anybody incapable of doing this? Dodgers have already taken injury hits and are still sustaining it. Padres to a lesser degree. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, already, if you go the Dodgers and Giants, they have a three-and-a-half game lead on the wild card. And so. the, their run differential backs up their record, so it's not a case of fluke. They've been hot. He can out one run wins. Uh, let's see. The Dodgers are plus 76, mm-hmm. and the Giants are plus 56. Yeah, and the Potters plus 80. And those are the three best records and the three best run differentials. The next team at plus 20 is the Cubbies. In the National who League. are the team that is three and a half back. So I'd say there's a good chance. Yeah. Uh, injury news. The Yankees put their first baseman, Luke Voigt, right oblique strain on the injured list. And pitcher Corey Kluber 
He is Kluber's expected to miss at least two months. Threw a no-hitter last week, yeah. taken out after three innings on Tuesday. Not feeling good. Said it started in his bullpen warm-up session, so that's a that's a hit there here. Losing him end of May. Well, when he threw the no-hitter, it wasn't a hit. Two months. Oh, very well done. Very well played. <laughs> Excellent observation. So kiss June and July goodbye. Maybe see him the 1st of August. Yeah, that's a significant blow. And Voight started, I think he started the season on the injured list, too. So he's had some injury issues for the uh, Yankees there. But, yeah, these injuries matter. Marcelo Zuna, six weeks, fractured his middle and ring fingers while sliding into third base Tuesday night. Would you like to give a lecture that has been given many times? We're having a discussion with Vance Law that when he was coaching BYU, he forbade his players from going face first, hands first, because that's what happens. So go feet first. Braves taking a hit there as they lose Azuna yeah, for six he's, weeks. He's a nice player. Bees open a six-game series against the Round Rock Express tonight at Smith's Ballpark. First pitch is set for 6.30. We've got a four-pack of tickets to give away to tonight's game on the show today. If you don't win them, you get your tickets at slbs.com or listen to the action right here on the Zone Sports Network with the voice of the bees, Steve I think, uh, I think tonight Lauke. is uh, Thirsty Thursday, right? Yeah. You are correct. Budweiser, Thirsty Thursday, $3 drinks, and then they're up in the capacity and all that. Full capacity beginning this homestand, and they are here throughout the entire holiday weekend. As you said, with the Round Rock Express, this thing goes through Tuesday, June 1st, their homestand. Everybody cutting down on travel. We've seen it in the NBA with the two games in three days. Uh, The Jazz have done that a couple times. They went to L.A. for a trip like that. They had the uh, Grizzlies here for uh, something like that. Everybody in the league's been doing it at one time or another. And in uh, the minor leagues, they've gone to these six-game series now. To, yeah. uh, why fly to a city three times to play a four-game series when you could go twice for six games and not travel so much? Yeah, I mean, Save every, some every, money. Every, everybody wins a better quality of ball. You better think. quality, players are fresher, you would think. Yeah. Tomorrow is uh, Utah Jazz Purple Mountain SL Hat Giveaway, the first 1,500 fans presented by Zions Bank. Military Appreciation Saturday. And then Sunday matinee, Safe in the Sun Day, presented by University of Utah Health. How about that? And nice. Memorial Day's a matinee. So they got any, uh, they mentioned anything about fireworks one way or another? We were wondering about oh, that yesterday. Oh, you got Joe Adele on your team, you got fireworks right there, buddy. What is Trending is brought to you by <laughs> Shamrock Plumbing. There is no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call Shamrock Plumbing at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Craig Bowlerjack, 8.30, Joe Ingles, 9.05. And at 8 o'clock, PK, Olivia Taylor. We do not have a lot of Bear River High School outfielders on the show. But Olivia has been getting a little pub going viral. She's going OT. Yeah, Olivia Taylor. Yeah, I've seen her. make. She made the catch that carried her beyond the center field fence. Probably about what? Five, ten yards it's, over. Yeah, it takes She sure. crashed into the ground. I've seen the play on ESPN. I've seen it multiple times on MLB Network. And it was a phenomenal play. There's just no question about it. 
I'd say it's the second best catch I saw in person next to Willie Mays in 54, was it? 51? I don't remember. It was in 51, and you don't remember because you didn't see it because you weren't born because you're not 80 years old. Okay, but how do you know up there? In the before times? I'm only going to go on what you guys believe. And All so right. Maybe I the s- greatest catch of PK's pre-existence. Maybe I've seen it up there. Maybe I said, hey, big guy, did you see that play? Hang out at the polo grounds. Maybe, maybe you were the angel in the outfield. Love Olivia Taylor, 8 o'clock. I thought we'd have some fun with her on that catch. and uh, I, I want to know who's going to play her in the movie. <laughs> 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 All right, 40 minutes till we find out who plays Olivia in the movie. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Question of the day. All about the Jazz. What a game. What an offensive explosion. Your reaction to game two. Coming up next. Stay with us. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. David Locke is with us. By the way, a traffic report here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. If anyone's trying to go south on I-15, coming out of downtown, choose an alternate route. Immediately head to 215 and wrap around the other way because there is a massive backup on I-15. Again, with your Metro traffic report, I'm David Locke. You didn't go General um, Gridlock on yeah, David. I, was I did the general. not go General Gridlock. Attention, troops. We are good to go by the Dolan's early light. That is Wow, that is great. Memory. That is awesome. I forgot oh, about General man. Gridlock. <laughs> Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7. Presented by Big O' Tires, the team you trust. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone, in the Zone Sports Network. Hot Takes or Toes brought to you by Jerry Signer Cadillac. Check out the bold new lineup of Jerry Signer Cadillac. It's definitely not your grandpa's Cadillac. Question of the day. Wow, what an offensive explosion. Give us your reaction to game two. That's really not a question. Okay, what is your It's a demand. Give us your reaction to game two. As Pika said, what now? is 855-340-ZONE. <laughs> Old school on the phone. Or, because you don't want to wait on hold, just grab your phone, use the app, use the open mic feature, send us your take, we'll get it on the air. I thought it was exactly what these guys needed. Now, I didn't expect that type of explosion offensively from both teams, so that was a little surprising. But that's precisely the game that I wanted. I wanted them to come out and see Mitchell in his familiar role, which he was, and uh, have a nice lead. But I didn't want it to be a blowout. I wanted to be. I wanted them to be challenged because I think that's like the best experience for you to keep your edge and not thinking, "Oh, well, we got our guy back, man. We're just going to roll." So we saw with Memphis just scoring virtually at will in the beginning of the third quarter and extending virtually the whole quarter for that matter. I mean, it was just 15 amazing. 15 straight possessions. Yeah, and, 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 to, to open. To, to open, open the quarter. The quarter. And they missed. They only missed like two shots, but they got the offensive board and scored yep, correct. on those. It was just it was staggeringly incredible to watch them. And John Moran is just a player. There's no doubt about it. And think about him. He's wildly athletic and can hang and has hang time and all. But he's also crafty. Normally when we say crafty, we think of somebody who's unathletic. Well, because he can sort of pick his way and pick his spots and get to where he wants to go, and yep. and and so that that's a that's a 
you got to have a brain for the game in that situation too. And so he certainly appears to have that because he's not just relying on his incredible athletic ability, which he has too, but he also has the wherewithal and the smarts to read the D and figure out where he needs to be and get his shots off. And it's very, very impressive in that way, obviously, when you're scoring that many points and getting the line that many times. But I thought for the Jazz perspective, this is precisely what they needed. They needed a hard-fought game, and they needed to get some reinforcement. They're really good. When they're doing what they're doing, they're good. Clarkson still can't buy a three. The only one he made, well, I think he banked. And he I did. Know, I know he banked. But I think he's only he's like one of 14, one yep, of 15 or something. that's it. One for six after yeah. an 0 for 8. Well, that's great. That's good news because the tide's going to turn on that. He's got to make a second one at some point. Yeah, I think he will. And so He got himself to the line though. And that's you got to love that. And that's what I wanted and that's what I said the uh, yesterday or uh, I guess it was Monday now uh, because they played Sunday is that I was surprised that Bogdanovich was not doing what we'd seen him do the entire time Mitchell was out and getting down low and trying to all Barkley style back his man down and then using his ability probably his height advantage to get shots, and we saw that early. I would have liked to have seen that early on Sunday, but we saw it early last night, and I think that's important for him because he's established himself as that. So go ahead and use that because it's a weapon and it's a skill that you have available to you. Okay, so I thought watching the game that uh, you were thinking this, you had talked about it, and so I just wondered, did you call Quinn and tell him, or did Quinn call you and say, this is the adjustment we have made. Talk about it, but don't use my name. <laughs> or you read basketball for dummies, forwards and backwards, and now you just think like NBA coaches, and you don't actually have any communication with them. Which is it, A, B, or C? D, none of the above. Oh, man. I went from a much higher power than Quinn Snyder. I did have a couple holes with Dwayne Wade. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> snuck on the back nine, huh? Hey, Dwayne, what's hey, up? Hey, Dwayne, mind if I play through? You laugh, but there's going to be a time I'm going to tee it up with Dwayne Wade. That a kid. And you know how you're going to do it, too. You're going to be the one because Dwayne Wade wants to golf with Mike Weir. And you're going to use your connections and make it happen. So we're, hey, I'm the fourth I'm it's, right now. It's going to happen. See, you scoff at me. You see, and both of you, both of you scoffed at me. There's no I, scoffing. I called it. Both you won't deny it because you know that's the card you're going to have to play to no, make it happen. To be clear, I didn't scoff. I said I just want in on the force. No, zone. you scoffed. Both of you scoffed when I never. You're like Jordan. You're making stuff up When now. I never learned the text line, you scoffed at me. That's true, but that's different. And We're not I scoffing turned now. out at the end of the text line, I was right. Hey, 64636 to you, buddy. Still don't know it. Keyword zone, and then you're. And we don't have it anymore. <laughs> I was right on that. I'm going to play golf one day with Dwayne Wade. You mark my mother would say, mark, mark my, my words. words. And I thought, oh brother, here Not you on. go. A bag of hot air. If you wonder where I got it from, it was her all the way. The Italian, the little, little Italian pistol. That's what she was. <laughs> You know, Bill Parcells is half Irish, half Italian. I've heard that a time and or two. You might have brought that up. His mother's name was Ida. I think I did know that because I think you brought it up once a long time ago. <laughs> so was mine. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm sure she was a pistol, too. <laughs> <laughs> nah, she's quiet and laid back. Yeah. If there she was one, to go to the I be- haven't met one yet. She liked to go to the beach with an umbrella and a book and At not talk to anybody At least not out of my day. family. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that uh, this is what this team needed. And it got the job done. Now it's just one. You know, they're not resting by any stretch. But I didn't necessarily need 
to have a sign of hope, but I got it in spades, man. And I'm real fired up for these next two games. They get at least one, if not both. I agree that they get at least one. Is it more likely that they win both or neither? Yeah, probably the both. I don't really see them going there and losing twice. Well, if you put it that way, that's I would go in that direction too. But that's sort of a made-up question. Yeah, uh, but I don't discount Memphis, you know, because I never dis- did, that, did that, discount. I think that the, I think the split is most likely. They've got players. I think the split is always most likely. I just think all the people who picked the Jazz in five are thinking, I didn't know, I didn't know you were going to bench Mitchell right there before game one and lose that one and give it away. All right, but that's over now. Yeah. So uh, and he's back and. And he said he uh, last night he would see how he looked to, to, to how it felt uh, today, but you know they've got uh, a couple of days off, so as long as it's not broken, <laughs> he's probably going to play on uh, on Saturday. So I mean it's not a quick turnaround. They have a couple of days off. The Lakers and the Suns have gone every other day, but the Jazz and Grizzlies aren't. They don't go every other day until uh, I know they play Saturday Monday. The Saturday Monday Wednesday. So at that Friday, point, so once, we, yeah, once we get to game four, so that gives him a nice couple days to uh, relax and rehab, whatever he needs to do. So certainly in my mind, and I think in everyone else's mind, he's playing Saturday, and uh, it's it's looking up for them because Memphis is going to give him a test. So these guys have an edge, and that's good because I think that – uh, the, the more you can succeed when you're tested, the better off you're going to be. Because I think this is the way it's going to be uh, however long this lasts. First round, second round, third round, NBA Finals, I think they're going to face a test the entire way. Because there's a lot of quality teams in the West, and we know whoever comes out of the East, if they should get that far, that will be a test too. So the more tests you can pass the better off you're going to be. Well, the only series that aren't quality tests are the ones that the one, two, and three seeds in the East are playing right now. Right, and they get They're, they're pummeling because people. Because there's a big difference in yeah. talent from the top to the bottom. I don't think there's a significant difference in the talent level. I think the Jazz have more talent. Memphis has talent. Memphis is one of these teams I've been talking about all season that virtually any game, you look at any team, and they've got players that can go off. They just don't have enough of them. Yeah, but they got one more than they had most of the season because Jackson only played 11 games, and now he's back. Yeah, I don't know that he can go off, but but he's a nice player for them, and he's got some size and, and whatnot. So, yes, uh, that, that, that's the reason why I thought that they would be more dangerous than the Warriors because the Warriors that, the, the Warriors that you were facing were intact. They really hadn't had anybody. You can argue they lost players now. Maybe that ended up helping them when they lost players, but nevertheless, they were who they were, whereas Memphis getting Jackson back was going to be a significant addition to their lineup. He's a high pick and a starter and all that stuff, and Morant clearly has upped his game. And <laughs> he's loving his national breakout, so to speak, uh, right now, uh, and he's phenomenal. Yeah, nothing more you can say beyond that, but the Jets have more of that. They have more firepower than the uh, Grizzlies have at this time. We always talk about the uh, baseball stats. You know, something will happen, and then ESPN's research department or Elias Sports Bureau or somebody comes up with the last time and these records for things we didn't even know were records. 
John Morant set a record for most points in a playoff game by a player before the age of 21. Cool. Did you even know there was such a thing? I did Le- LeBron at 45, and he got 47. And he's only the fifth guy to get 40. Magic in the finals. and Greatest game by an individual player ever in the history of the sport. Yeah. Tracy McGrady's on the list with a big game early. So there you go. So, jaw, historic. And yet the Jazz survive it and win. Although I did hear, uh, you know, the post game show, and then they got uh, the overtime post game show, and uh, and they were talking about uh, this is shades of what happened with Jamal Murray. So how many more of these does John Morant have in him? You wouldn't think somebody's going to average forty seven points, but if he's got one or two more breakouts like this in it, the Jazz survived it at home last night. But this could be what powers Memphis to a second win or a third win. And the longer they're in a series as an underdog, the more confidence they get, yada, yada. We know the storyline. Well, Demetrius is a player. There's no question about that. That's his real first name, Demetrius. And, but the Jazz can match that and exceed that, which is what they did. I like that Memphis tested them. All right, DJ and PK, we got to take a break. Your feedback coming up. Grab your phone, use the open mic on our app, and you can send Yak your audio. We'll get you take game two. Joe Ingles is here at 9.05 this morning. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Dylan Brooks back cut to Morant going to dunk on Gobert, and he gets (laughs) eviscerated at the rim. The block, the fast break the other way. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Christian Roberts Mortgage. If you're going to work with an expert for your next home loan, you need to connect with the most preferred lender in Utah, Christian Roberts Mortgage. They specialize in jumbo loans. All right, there was John Morant going to the rim, getting blocked by Rudy Gobert. Highlight of the game. Certainly a nominee, if not the pick. PK, there were several plays that weren't as glamorous that made me think of you. Because you are coaching this team from afar, like some kind of puppeteer pulling the strings. What'd you got? The two-point shots. You spoke of them briefly in the last segment. Jordan Clarkson. Easy to look in the box score and see his one for six. He's now one for 14 for the series. But three for five on two-pointers and seven of seven at the free throw line to get his 16 points. Um, a little jaw Morantish. Again, a guy athletic enough. To get by you and get into the paint, but a guy who reads all the angles, sees all the space, and rarely misses a beat when you give him a mistake and give him when you make a mistake and you give him a little daylight. Oh yeah, they usually find a way to use it. And uh, Jordan is super crafty that way. Yes, yes, but both guys not short on athleticism. You know, the crafty left-hander, the old vet. Demetrius has more of it, but yes. And then also Bogdanovich, one for five from three, but six of eight on the two-pointers and three of four at the free throw line to get his 
18 points. And those are two of the seven guys who got into double figures. And they did it by, I mean, you expect Favors and Gobert to give them stuff inside, and they did. But I thought the lines on those two guys jumped out. And, and Conley was 5 of 11 with his array of, he got the layup to start the game, and he's got his floater too. So a lot of two-pointers to be had, although the headline is 19 of 39 from three. They're well, back, that's, baby. Well, that's the best of both. Which, which is, is why how you get to 141 up. points. Yeah. Which is an outrageous number. And that's how explosive they are. I mean, they're capable, and this is probably on the high end, but they're capable, particularly in a playoff, but this is what they're capable of doing. And they got to find ways to slow down Memphis a little bit better. Uh, that third quarter was something that I don't think I've ever witnessed uh, against this Jazz current group of team guys on this team to just see this basically square will every single time but i thought it was awesome too though that you got pushed and, and you fought back yeah and then you withstood the barrage which is what it was quinn snyder called it an onslaught and that's obviously accurate but there was no dropping of heads and body language and like, oh my gosh, we've got to win this game. And now this lead went from 22 down to two. Oh, this is panic time. Blah, blah. I didn't sense any of that. I sensed that, all right, we're still very, very confident here. And probably because we got our guy back. You know, might have been different if we didn't have our guy. But we got our guy. And the guy is Donovan Mitchell, obviously. And, you know, he eases the pressure in a lot of different ways. And Snyder talked about that with him out on the floor, how much he eases the pressure on everybody. So I really love the way they responded after Memphis, probably offensively, and not watching many of their games, but the best they've ever played under this group. Because it's a new group that they've got here going forward and just got together in their second year and and last year was so funky, you know. You can understand it didn't produce what it's producing this year. They're growing as a team, and it's probably the best they've ever played during a, a, a stretch of time offensively. But the Jazz withstood it and answered back, and that's what I like. I like that they were tested. It just didn't come easy. It came with an effort that you had to put forth to get where you were, and I think that bodes well going into Saturday night. Well, when you go to clutchiness, which you've referenced on Donovan a couple times, you know, in the toughest moments, you expect your best players, your all-stars, the guys getting the max money to come up big and to come up big on the offensive end of the floor. Not to underestimate the defense, but NBA players, when they get in a zone, they get in that borderline unstoppable realm. So you got to be able to score because it's hard to lock another team up for three, five, ten possessions in a row. You got to be able to score. And in the start of the fourth quarter, everybody's nervous. It's a six-point game. And Gobert gets a dunk. And Gobert gets another dunk. And Mitchell gets a three-point play. And it's a 7-0 run. And the All-Stars are finishing. And the league goes back to 13. And haven't watched the 20-point league go away. I don't think everybody relaxed. But I think in the back of a lot of people's minds, and certainly in mine and probably yours, it's the Jazz have playoff experience and Memphis doesn't. Now, this argument may be flipped on its head in a subsequent round, assuming the Jazz get there. But right now, those moments are new to a lot of Memphis players. And there are bigger moments to come for the Jazz, but these moments aren't new to the Jazz. This series actually feels a lot like that Denver series in the bubble. Certainly it was in the bubble, so there's a lot of differences too. But high-scoring affairs, guys just catching fire and being unstoppable. Jamal Murray did it. Donovan Mitchell did it. High-scoring games. I thought this kind of resonated. The Jazz 
Been there, done that. They know about it. Memphis didn't. And I think maybe we saw a little bit of that in the fourth quarter. Also, it's just a traditional, hey, one team had a run, and you can't sustain this. I mean, they scored on every possession for eight minutes. You know, you're not going to score on every possession for 24 minutes. They were on pace. There was a Quinn called a timeout, like 8.45 or something left. And so they had 15 points in three minutes. That's a six, Who has a 60-point quarter? That's the pace they're on. And Fox is, <laughs> I mean, it's Channel 2 at Dave Fox, like, well, they got 17 points, dude. I'm like, yeah, but they got the other one right before the timeout here at 845. He called you, dude? Yeah, he did. He dropped a dude on me. Okay. And so, probably, maybe, I don't know. For the purpose of the story, sure, he did. And so they had 29 points at the six-minute mark. I mean, it kept going. You're like, are they really? Now, it ended up being a 43-point quarter, but they had, to, they had to get a hold of that thing on defense. That was an amazing run, but really unsustainable because teams don't put up 60-point quarters. Wouldn't think so. All right, DJ PK brought to you in part by Davis Vision. The Davis Vision spring LASIK sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses and save a thousand bucks. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at DavisVisionMD.com or call them today at 801 253 3080. That's Davis Vision. Craig Bowlerjack's coming up in half an hour at 8 30. Joe Ingalls at the top of the nine o'clock show. Stay with us.